0: What's up everybody, hope you're doing good. It's Wednesday in Flagstaff um, which means it's an easy ten miles today. Um nothing crazy. Um it's been a pretty um pretty pretty tough period of training over this last week. Um which which has been good. Um obviously altitude you you be careful for a period of time and then you kinda get as long as everything's going good and as long as your body seems to be recovering and you're not always exhausted well then you can kind of crank a little bit and i guess work just as hard as you would at at sea level um within sort of like reason um so yeah so things are pretty good i did a pretty not like a super hard run on sunday but like it was still a pretty challenging run for various reasons um Obviously, it's altitude, and anytime you include hills at altitude into your long run, it's pretty tough. Um, One of the challenges with Flagstaff at the minute is because it's pretty hot and pretty dry, means that, like, where I do, well, where I did this long run, um, the road is just, it's just, I would try to describe it as like dusty, but it's not like dusty, it's kind of like soft sand. So you end up just finding yourself like maybe working um, just a little bit harder um, to sort of run like usual speeds um, which is fine um, but it just meant I had to work um, a little bit harder on things like just just balance and core and you know it, it's not it's so easy to just run a long road um, when you throw in like mixed terrain and, and stuff like that it can be it can certainly be a different kind of challenge um, i didn 't go super quick um, but it was still it was still decent um I think I averaged like six six just under six twenty um, which is fine um i don 't really like I think when I was in the heart of marathon training um I did like a long run on that same road. Um, it was much longer, but it was probably similar sort of effort and I end I think I averaged like six oh eight that day. Um so that's a pretty good sign. Um Then I came off Sunday and I've still been like hammering the things that like I told you guys about like the yoga and um I actually I actually ended up reading I read an article by it was an article done about like like, Alberto Salazar, and I actually paid $19 for it, um, which is fine, like, I, I don't mind, like, that, you know, it's my job to be better, so, um, I thought I, like, why not, like, I'll pay and have a little read at it, um, and basically, it was, it was, it, it's, it, it was, I guess, talking about, like, like, Salazar's training with, like, Mo in mind, and Galen Rupp in mind, and, um, it's funny that i think it's a lot of the stuff that like like i've been sort of like focusing on recently and trying to like preach a little bit about like you know we're not i think we've got and i after after houston marathon i fell into this i'm gonna go back and say that i don't i don't know if fatigue played a role in what was going on with me or if it was some of the following that i'm about to talk about um After Houston Marathon, I got into this idea that I could just run, right? And so all I was doing, I wasn't doing gym anymore. I wasn't doing any of the glute bridges, crab walks. like I used to do, not necessarily like plyometrics, but but as I would warm up for gym, I would do like bounding and skipping and um, just, just some very low level and plyometrics because of my groin injury i wasn't doing any strides or hills or anything like that i had to be very careful and so when i read this thing about this like document or whatever that i paid 19 dollars for anyway when i was reading it about salazar and how he like coaches the very very at the very very start he just says it's it's along the lines of like a lot of years ago we we were of the impression that two to three hours a day was the maximum amount of training you could do to kind of better yourself as a runner, um, and that would be like that would be like let's say on a Sunday you do a two-hour run and then like thirty minutes of core in the afternoon, um, or it would be you know on a Monday you do your double run and you do your your lifting or or whatever you're gonna do. Um, but it was it was very much and and I and I've quoted this before you know like the, like my dad once upon a time when I was younger like you know or or we say it's not the two to three hours training you do a day it's the the other twenty one to twenty two hours a day etc cetera, etc cetera. there's there's definitely a belief that that's the case um, now there's also a belief that for a lot of people that running is the only sort of training that you can do again. To better yourself as an athlete, Um, so in the first, the first sort of like page or two of this PDF document, it's all about, it's all about like mainly again stuff I've been talking about recently, but making your making your body and mind a much more complete body and mind for for running for distance running, Um, and you know when I when I raced Houston Marathon. And my hamstrings were, like, bothering me in the last, like, 8 to 10 miles of the race. I knew that they'd been bothering me in the training build-up a little bit. So, it wasn't just fatigue from the race. Fatigue played a role, of course. But it wasn't just fatigue from the race. It was a, it was an issue that I, if I didn't address, would just hinder me in future again. Um, now basically I finished the race and realized that fuck's sake like if if I had worked on that in the build-up the fitness that I had on race day would have resulted in a better result you know so my fitness on race day was at a level that was better than 2.14.34 and um, now it doesn't fucking matter because at the end of the day I ran 21434. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. It's not a boohoo. It's not a it's a it's a it was my responsibility to not have bad hamstrings on race day or not have some type of biomechanical issue going on that um would have resulted in bad hamstrings. Um, let's 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 compare it to Salazar. In this article, talks about like you know comparing it to a car. And I've done this before. Like I've talked about having the engine of a Ferrari and the the chassis of like a Daihatsu or whatever. Um, let's let's compare two cars, right? You can you can you're going to race one another. Um, you can pick you can pick one or two cars. You can pick. Um, let's say a Porsche that, oh fuck's sake, I hate big fucking trucks and highways, um, let's say you can pick a, a Porsche or you can pick like a, a, a Kia, right? And and you've been told that the Porsche has issues um, and and that every like, let's say like really like, one, once an hour, you're going to have to stop and re- refill the water tank or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But the, the the Kia is absolutely fine. So probably, like, probably at an hour, the Porsche is going to be ahead of the Kia. But he's got to stop and refill the water and, and go again. And over, like, an eight-hour journey, the, the Kia might end up winning because the Porsche had to keep stopping and fixing the car. Um so basically, like, it, it becomes a runner's responsibility to basically work on the things, anything that might hinder your race result, you gotta work on. So that um, could be bad calves, it could be bad hamstrings, it could be, um, it's not just injuries. So injuries are different. Injuries can come from overuse. Um, problems such as every time I do a marathon, my adductors cramp with like um, eight miles to go or 10 miles to go and it happens every time, probably there's a biomechanical issue going on or there's a strength component issue going on that is preventing you, the athlete, from racing better. Your fitness suggests that you could run better but your adductor issues, they're, they're basically suggesting otherwise. They're basically saying, fuck you, um, we're not going to keep running at race pace because we're we're hurting. Um, and so this is this is what went on after after Houston Marathon. I kind of thought, you know, shit. Like, what's the point in me building? I, and I said this a few times to the physios at home, to the setup at home, to the at the sports institute. I was like, you know, I feel like I could have prepared elsewhere, not at altitude, been less fit but got more attention from either physio, S&C, whatever I needed, um, and race better because my hamstrings wouldn't have hurt. Now, my hamstrings did hold me back quite a lot, mentally and physically. Um, so this article starts in that retrospect. It says like, you know, there's, there's, there's heaps that you can be doing We've realized, or Salazar and Nop have realized, and, and don't don't everybody fucking just jump to drugs. You know this that that really pisses me off. Like like yes, there's there's hints that drugs can be be there, but it's not drugs that are taking them from like I don't know twenty nine minutes for ten k to twenty six. There's still a lot of fucking hard work being put in there, and they still focus on a lot of things that are really valuable. Um, so. Let's not just start thinking drugs and lose interest in what I'm saying. Um, basically, there's they talked about I think nine nine things, nine nine um, energy systems and physical things that can contribute to um, being better. Um, things like cardiovascular system, aerobic system, anaerobic system, lactic system, um, body body's kind of physical strength. Um, Sorry, that was skeletal system, skeletal system, whatever it is, Um, nutrition, blood chemistry, um, and I've probably forgot, psychological system. But anyway, it talked about working on all these things. um, And obviously, uh, my my podcast, I think the last podcast I did um, was very much along the lines of, I think to run under two hours, 11.30, for marathon which I absolutely believe I can do because I don't I'm gonna say I don't think it's that hard it's it's really fucking hard and you've got to be really into what you're doing and really excited about what you're doing and hopefully it won't tire you out that much but you need to work on everything I think what happened after Houston is all I did was run And I ran more because I thought the answer was more mileage. That was like a lazy way of thinking. The answer was not necessarily more mileage. What I should have done after Houston was identified what Houston did to my body, as in Houston fucked my body up a bit, hamstrings, stiffness, post-marathon. I should have been thinking logically and fixing what Houston had done to my body and then working on the things that my body perhaps lacked to go and run to 11:30. What are the characteristics of a distance runner who runs to 11:30? Do you think a distance runner who, let's say for example, can't break 14 minutes, can't break 29 minutes for 10K, do you think that distance runner is going to run sub to 11:30? I find it very hard to believe. I think if you went through the rankings, there's going to be anomalies that have done it. Very, very, very few. Um, do you also think a runner that is going to break to eleven thirty doesn't do S and C? Do you think that you know there's going to be characteristics that's going to fit the profile of a runner that can run two hours eleven thirty? I would, I would imagine. And this is what I'm doing, by the way. I'm trying to. A couple of weeks ago, I had this idea that imagine you could... I was going to tweet about it, but I, I don't think I could fit it in a tweet. Anyway, imagine you could click your fingers and become anybody in the world, right? What would happen for most of us is you would click your fingers, you would become Rory McElroy, okay? And within overnight, you would change, you would become Rory McElroy. Um Now, you would just be Rory McElroy's body... Um, ability at golf etc etc now what's going to happen is that in three to four months time Rory McIlroy isn't going to be a good golfer anymore and um, and the reason for that is because yes you've became Rory McIlroy but you you're not you don't have his brain you don't have his work ethic you don't have and so you're going to work out. you're going to wake up in Rory McIlroy's body and you're going to be like this is fucking amazing and day one you're going to go out on a golf course and you're going to be an absolute beast it's going to feel so good you're going to be so excited about it and then normally Rory would finish a round of golf and he would chip for an hour and he would putt for an hour but you're too busy you kind of you want to go party because you've got all this money that Rory McIlroy has and you want to go for fancy meals and anyway Within a short period of time, Rory McElroy will no longer be Rory McElroy. He will be Rory McElroy that was Rory McElroy and is now probably putting on weight, pretty lazy, spending all his money, etc. etc. So, the idea is that we actually all have the luxury that we could already be these really impressive sports stars but we don't want to be, right? You think you want to be, but you don't really. You, you probably even think that I have life pretty fucking great um, in Flagstaff, you know, like living the dream, training with Edward Cesarek, like living the fucking dream, like, oh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would love that. Um, however, I do the same thing every day, right? I get up at 6.30, I go train, When I finish training, I go straight to the gym so that I can do the sauna post-training. It fucking kills me, the sauna. Absolutely kills me, it's disgusting. Training's like the easy part of the day. The sauna for 20-odd minutes is absolutely disgusting. Um, Then I leave, and I don't mean disgusting as in hygienic, I just mean it is really hard to sit in a sauna for longer than your body wants to. I leave the gym, I go home, I make breakfast. I do Normatex, because if I don't do Normatex, I feel guilty that why would you own Normatex and not do Normatex. Um, then I stretch, and I, I've been stretching at the minute probably two to three times a day. I've also been going to do a yoga class two or three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I go to the gym at 1 p.m. and I do s stuff with my SNC coach. Really, really useful to have someone sort of watch over what you're doing, changes it up all the time. Um, changes the stimulus to the body. I think that's really, really good. Um, then I come back, sometimes I nap, um, other days I don't. Um, and pretty much at five o'clock, five o'clock on the days where I double, I still have sort of shit to do. So I go double and um, that kind of thing. Um, if I'm only training once a day, which is like Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday, like, I mean, at four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm done, and I've got nothing to do, and I sit around, and it gets really fucking boring, um, and maybe I wear my, like, maybe I Epsom bath, you know, maybe I put on my recovery tights, or things like this, um, and then at 8.30 every night, I go to bed, um, and I wake up the next day, and I'm not, it's not like I wake up every day, and I have this, like, aura of motivation to go do it all all over again i fucking don't most days and most days i'm really tired and i just wake up and i think oh god um but but i go do it because because i want to be really fucking good um and so the point is there's a lot that goes into you, you, a lot of people would love to be Gale and rup Gil and Rupp's life is probably pretty shit and um, i don't know that for sure when he wins a race i'm sure it's fucking amazing when he gets an olympic medal and he earns loads of money for it but i can only imagine the work that must go in to get to that level of athlete not just fitness but a complete athlete and that's my point you need to be a complete athlete and so anyone that has achieved a high level of success or you know like even if it's a really really smart person um a lot of hard work is getting into it, and you can click your fingers and become that athlete, but you click your fingers, and I'm telling you, the the result is going to be, all right, you've clicked your fingers, now you've just got to do this for six years, ten years, and, and you're going to look at a piece of paper and think, Jesus fucking Christ, I've got to do that for fucking ten years, oh my God, and it's daunting, but... That's that's what it is, and so this article on Salazar was just becoming a more complete athlete, becoming a more rounded athlete, and um, working on all areas: strength, power, speed, anaerobic, aerobic, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it w- it was really, really interesting. But I mean, that's that's where I'm at. That's what I'm doing: working on everything that I can. But um, but we'll catch up again soon.